0: You're listening to the Retro Geekdom Podcast with John and Zach. My name is John. Zach, how you doing today?
1: Oh, pretty good. How's it going, John?
0: <clears throat> Not too bad at all. Tonight, we are going to hit on the new expansion pack for the uh, Nintendo Switch. It's the Nintendo Switch. Uh, they call it the... In- what do they call that? Uh, Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Sorry, I kind of had a brain fart there. Uh, it's got the Nintendo 64, the Sega Genesis, and, uh, an Animal Crossing add-on that's going to be coming out November 5th. Uh, obviously that's not available yet, but I have just got it, just downloaded it. Um, I waited all day. I've been waiting since midnight last night, and it finally dropped, and I, I have it in front of me. I've not opened it. I just finished downloading it, and I'm going to experience it for the first time. On this podcast tonight nice man i'm excited for it yeah the price point is a little bit ridiculous um they don't offer the like with the old with the old uh switch online you could actually pay like once every three months i think i paid eight or nine dollars once every three months and in order to get it, you got to pay fifty dollars right now, and it renews once a year. And if you cancel it, I guess the stuff you downloaded is just dead. So, oh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm indifferent about the way they're doing it, um, but I do appreciate the content. I think it's, really-
1: it's a little expensive though. Yeah, for digital games that you can't keep. You know, I'm doing the Game Pass on Xbox and I think it's cool cuz you have access to all these games and stuff, but I don't think you have access anymore like once your Game Pass is done. Mm-hmm. So, it's so, sort of like the same thing Nintendo's doing, I guess they're offering all these old Nintendo 64 games and stuff and these add-ons for Animal Crossing and you know, if you don't pay, you don't get to keep your game.
0: Yeah, yeah. they
1: they get us hooked and then
0: they got to make us keep paying. It's like a like an addict. Oh yeah. Um, stuck
1: you're stuck, you gotta pay it Nintendo's greedy, don't get me started on Nintendo I've I've changed my opinion about Nintendo since I've become an adult basically, and uh, I really hadn't been impressed with anything since the Wii, you know the Wii was cool when it first came out because it had the motion controls, but even those weren't perfect, they were far from perfect when they came out, but they were kinda it was cool, you know, it was something new it was something they never done with video games and uh, but just since then man the Wii U didn't really impress me. I got a Switch and my Switch sits on my on my mantle and collects dust, man. I don't I don't ever touch it. I play Xbox. <laughs>
0: It'll sit sometimes. I I went like 3 months without playing at one time and I came back to my Animal Crossing house and it like it had cockroaches and all kinds of stuff. It was honestly it was kind of morbid. Um, none of the villagers remembered who I was. it was it was kind of messed up. Um,
1: that game is like in real time, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So like you can go and like you'll come out and you like you'll walk out of the front of your house after you don't play it for a couple months, and your hair will be all nasty and ratted. And you'll walk on your island and all your stuff will be all grown up and you'll have to go through and basically, you know, redo all your stuff. And then your villagers will be all depressed because they haven't seen you. Um, But yeah, it's kind of like, I'm glad they're doing this expansion back because I mean, like, back in the day when you bought a game, you just, that was it. That was the game that you got. If you wanted more, you bought the sequel or you bought another game. Now they're doing like these, uh, They'll do these constant updates, and that game has, like... For me, personally, for what I like to do, that game has not had a significant update in a while. So, I'm excited to see, you know, what's going to happen. And that update was, like, $25 by itself, but... Holy crap. If you don't... But you get it free with the expansion pack. But, like, if I stop, if I decide I only want to do it a year, like, does my game go back to the way it was, or... See, sure. I don't understand that. I'm not sure how it works. Um, now the Nintendo Switch Online, the 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 first one, the first set that they came out with has the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. Now, whenever you play the Nintendo, they have the the Super Nintendo and the regular Nintendo. They've got like over a hundred games, and that was twenty bucks a year. Now, for th- an extra thirty dollars a year, adding the sixty-four and the Genesis games. It better pop. like they they better be adding updates and stuff like that. otherwise they are not gonna get people to continue to do it because it's not a whole lot of work to pull your old sixty four out. No, it's not uh, A yeah. lot of us are young enough. a lot of us are a lot of us have had them for long enough to wear like like mine mine sits in the garage. I pulled it out last week and I was like, I pull it out. It still works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but now with this online pack, I guess, like, if you have it and I have it, we can play against each other from far away.
1: Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's it's a neat. Mario Kart and stuff. We can sit in here in our living rooms. I'm in Cincinnati. You're down there in, a, in a Southern Ohio. And we, we can eat s- there and play, and play Mario Kart.
0: Yeah. I could smoke you from all the way down here
1: yeah. while you're all the way up there. <laughs> um, You know what's been bugging me about video games is they release so many games that are not finished yet.
0: And it's like,
1: you have to deal with them, you know, doing maintenance with the games. You know, I just recently bought, um, well, I got back for blood. I'm part of my Xbox Game Pass and that game's awesome. It's a spiritual successor for uh, from Left 4 Dead. <clears throat> there were some licensing licensing issues, and they couldn't get the Left 4 Dead uh, name anymore, so the creators, the original creators, created Back 4 Blood. And it's sort of a zombie shooter, uh, shooter-up type game. It's a lot of fun. There's been a lot of issues with it. It's been hard to uh, matchmaking, to find people to actually play with. And I also started playing Diablo 2 uh, Remastered. And we're talking about older games and how they're bringing back these older games and making you pay for them again you know i like what they did with the diablo 2 remastered because they have like they the remastered the whole game they updated the graphics they, they added some things into the game but they didn't really change it for the worse all the things they added to the game made it for the better i think and right. it's a mode where you can switch it over and you can play the original style diablo 2 And I can switch back and forth between the remastered version and the original Diablo 2. And I just love it. When I want to get that nostalgic vibe, I switch it over to the old school Diablo 2. And it's just like that felt like I was playing it, you know, back in 2001, 2002.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. That was the that was the heyday of the uh, of the video games. I remember you remember back. uh, Did you get a PlayStation 2 when they first came out? Oh, yeah. I had to yeah. wait a couple of years, but dude, whenever we got one, I had like discovered, um, I discovered the online gaming. Um, and I had never, I never got the chance to try it whenever it first came out, but I went over to, uh, Adam Phillips's house, if you remember him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam, Nick, and John. Um, <sighs> Uh, but I would go over to their house and they played uh, They played online. Nick and uh, John did. And it was the first time I'd ever experienced it. And they're sitting there playing with this guy from, I don't know where the fuck he was from, probably Germany or something like that. And it it was the coolest, I mean, now we do that all the time, but like back then in like the early 2000s, it was, that was the most insane thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I'll never forget that because that's like, that was my first, as they say, uh, first
1: step into a larger world, so to speak. <laughs> now I played uh, Ultima online and, uh, you know, some of the older, I played World of Warcraft when it came out, uh, Diablo 2 was definitely very popular online. Uh, but with consoles, I didn't start going online until, oh man, Xbox 360, I think, and Halo 3. Same. it's when I started doing the online gaming, console-wise. Right. I did it with... Um, I, uh,
0: I played Call of Duty. I was never good at it. Yeah. Uh, but I played, and... I would always, I'd always get cussed out by <laughs> some twelve-year-old who was really good.
1: Yeah, you get owned by some kid that has nothing else better to do but sit there and play that game and get awesome at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by I it, like I had these, uh, I
0: had these kids that were there that were just a couple that were living in the same apartment complex I was. That were just, I mean, I, I wouldn't call them kids. They were like a couple years younger than me, but um, man, they would, they would come over and we would play that game, and they would just, I mean, this one dude, uh, it's just funny because he's in the Marine Corps now, and he would just headshot, headshot everybody. It was just, a, I mean, from, we're talking from 300 yards all the way across the battlefield. He was just <laughs> cranking them out, just the Steph Curry of fucking violence. Um, yeah. But I could never, I could never do it. Ever, I was never good at those games. But anyways, that was my first experience that online play I was getting cussed out by nine year olds and shit.
1: <laughs> so how you how you liking the Switch expansion there?
0: Well, I haven't touched it yet. Um, <laughs> let's, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna hop on the first. I'm gonna open the. Uh,
1: what do you think, sixty
0: four or Genesis first?
1: Yeah, what do they have for the Genesis? I'm curious to see if they have Sonic Three because I know there was some licensing. Licensing Disputes over Sonic 3 And they haven't re-released Sonic 3 For a while really? You know why? Because Michael Jackson Worked on the soundtrack to that game
0: You're kidding
1: and, and that game came out right before All that stuff came out with Michael Jackson And the allegations of the sex You know the child sex allegations of Michael Jackson so there's kind of some stuff, some legal issues with Sonic 3 because Michael Jackson did help with that soundtrack. But man, that soundtrack, that Sonic 3 has the best soundtrack of all the games because Michael Jackson is actually an awesome musician, of course. And uh, he made that he made the soundtrack in that game amazing. Oh, for sure. Um, well, unfortunately, it's not on here. Yeah, I wouldn't think it
0: was. Sonic 2 is... Sonic 2, and looks like Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Sonic 1 is not on there, which is strange to me.
1: They have Sonic and Knuckles?
0: They do not. They have Golden Axe, Echo the Dolphin, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Contra Hard Corps, Castlevania Bloodline, uh, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, uh, Fantasy Star 4, Ristar, Shining Force, Strider, Streets of Rage 2, Sonic 2, and Shinobi 3.
1: <laughs> they don't even have Streets of Rage 1 or 3. They yeah, don't have that. they, That's different. They don't even have the pinball or Sonic 3, Sonic oh. 1. You play Sonic
0: well, I'm sure there. they're going to probably tease us with little stuff like this and then they were yeah,
1: to the pawn shop and going through their old Sega Genesis cartridges and yeah <laughs> plug it in yeah up. i agree looks
0: like it plays nice though nice and the the speed seems uh the speed seems adequate to the natural so you know how it always is i know that uh i can't think of i don't know what speed they made these at but
1: um, I got the Genesis collection for Xbox, and uh, that's cool because you could do online play on there. Okay. And I was playing Streets of, Streets of Rage online with a, with some, some random guy. It's pretty fun. That's cool. Yeah, I've never played. I don't. I don't think
0: I have the Genesis collection, but yeah, it seems like it's uh, it seems like it's like it's good. I just turned on Sonic Two. Uh, so- not so bad. All right, we're gonna hop off this. I am gonna look at the 64 now. This is the one I've been waiting on.
1: Let's see if they got the games that I really love on the 64. What are the yeah. games? What's... Name one. Uh, they have... I'm sure they have Ocarina of Time, right?
0: They have Ocarina of Time.
1: Do they have Bass Hunter 64?
0: <laughs> they don't.
1: That's one of the best 64... That's one of the best fishing games I've ever played. Really? Like Bass Hunter 64, yeah. It's freaking awesome. I have never
0: played a... Uh... I've never played a fishing game, I
1: think, on 64. I've played it on a lot of other systems. I've never played on 64, though. Yeah, and that one is Sega Dreamcast is a really awesome bass fishing game, too. I can't remember what it's called, though, but I'm sure everybody listening that knows about the fishing games on Dreamcast, they were awesome.
0: For sure. Um, let's see. Okay, Dr. Mario 64, Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario Tennis, Winback, Yoshi's Story, uh, Star Fox 64, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, and this other game is written in
1: Japanese, and I don't know what it says. Gotcha. Uh, you know a game they're punishment, missing? Punishment, that's it. You know a game they're missing that I think is actually better than Mario Kart? And that's Diddy Kong Racing. Did you I'll ever- tell you what,
0: I found Diddy Kong Racing... Um, probably a year or so ago at a pawn shop, and I had to have it. Yeah, that's super fun game. Because my friend uh, Kyle had that thing, had that game back in the day. Dude, we would like, Diddy Kong Racing was as fun as Mario Kart. Oh, 100%. Like,
1: and i like it a little bit better i like both don't get me wrong but i like diddy kong racing a little diddy bit Diddy
0: Kong better. racing had airplanes man like, oh yeah, yeah. And
1: boats airplanes all kinds of cool stuff
0: now the super mario 64 i got in the mario i i actually have that game in that mario 3d pack yeah so i've already got that game so that's not like oh wow that's
1: that's so awesome yeah um yeah, their anniversary edition. I think they came out with the Mario sixty-four, the Sunshine, and Galaxy. I think wasn't yep, it? that's right. Um, I bought that game when it came out, so I'm not. I wasn't. You know, that's
0: not never one played. I'm gonna jump right onto because you know I've. I played the sixty-four one. I've never played Galaxy or Sunshine. Yeah, I never played yet. Uh, I think I tried Galaxy. Um, now I'll. T- I will tell you this. I turned on Yoshi's Story. The graphics. The emulation is nice, the graphics look exactly
1: like they did. Yeah, Yoshi's Story looked really cool, but it wasn't ever as good as Yoshi's Island, man. Yoshi's Island beat it Yoshi's out. Yoshi's Island is a is a
0: classic that you don't you don't fuck with Yoshi's Island. I mean, oh. I actually I was actually ironically playing that earlier today on because uh, that's that's available on the systems also, and you can get those on um you can play them through the Super Nintendo
1: so many good super nintendo games man be honest with you i'd be more excited about the super nintendo games and the 64 games No, well, if that's
0: if that's your deal then you'd want to go with just the uh you'd want to just you wouldn't want to get the expansion pack you just want to get the 20 dollars a year version
1: see what happened was when nintendo went to the 64 it was around the same time that they were breaking deals with like square which is now square enix yeah. And so, like, the, the role-playing games, the really good RPGs, they all went to PlayStation. And so, the the 64 didn't really get a lot of good RPGs. It got, like, Ogre Battle and Quest 64, which was phenomenally awful. And, <laughs> and you know, PlayStation 1 just had hundreds and hundreds of good RPGs. And that was something that I was really. When I was younger, I was really into the role-playing games. I loved the Final Fantasy games. Chrono Trigger is one of my favorite games of all time, and uh, you know, just that the '64 was lacking in that department. Right.
0: Um, I don't want to say I'm not impressed with. I don't want to say I'm not happy with the the '64 expansion pack, but I am. I want to see what it's going to look like in six months you
1: know what it's missing uh, what harvest moon 64 you ever play uh, the harvest moon games yes love them i've loved the, i played the one for super nintendo 64. my favorite one is back to nature on playstation one back to nature uh, back to nature is oh i love that one and then um a wonderful life came out on gamecube that was a really freaking good one i think that's the last really good one in my opinion that they made it was a wonderful life I played some of the new ones some of the new ones are alright but uh, man I love the older ones especially those, uh, Harvest Moon 64 was pretty sweet
0: for sure um, if this looks the same way in six months I will say this I won't renew it
1: yeah yeah you don't um, think it's worth it if they don't you know if, if they don't add more
0: games if they don't if this is gonna be a good nostalgia run for now yeah but if it's not Upgraded In six months I'm not I wouldn't I wouldn't touch I wouldn't touch it I tell else? you
1: man, Nostalgia is one hell of a drug It's one hell of a high But you eventually come down Off that high You there know like, There's a lot of people who has got those game cabinets Right Now I got an aunt That's got Pac-Man And she's got Galaga And they were all about Playing them things When they first got them But now You know They're covered in clothes Dusty I have two I don't <laughs> touch them yeah, you don't touch them. You know, I the, have the $300 Ninja- machines that you don't touch because of the nostalgia high, you came down off of it. <laughs> I,
0: have the, uh, I have the Ninja Turtle game, the four-player one, and I have the uh, single-player Space Invaders.
1: That's the one I want, the, the Ninja Turtle one.
0: And, uh, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. It is. And if I ever have a couple people over and we want to smash, you know, smash the fuck out of it, we'll fuck come over and play the shit out of that game. Like, yeah. I bet you if you came to my house, we would we would spend all the time in the garage because that's where all the games are. Oh, yeah. Um, They got a Mortal Kombat machine now. Dude, here's the thing, man. I, 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 I have a buddy that I work with loves mortal Kombat. that was the first thing he asked me whenever i told him about the nintendo switch because he's got like he's got a couple kids and he's wanting to talk he was talking about maybe getting one and i was like well i don't know if it's got it and i brought it to work one day and i turned it on and and we looked at it no mortal Kombat. i was shocked wow. but I, I went out in my box of uh box of good one of my many boxes of goodies and found that I've actually got the Super Nintendo version.
1: Um, they don't have the blood in the Super Nintendo version, I don't think, do they?
0: Man, I'm Except
1: not the fatalities are taken out.
0: I'm not versed in. I'm not well versed enough
1: in Mortal Kombat to know, but I yeah, do. Yeah, Sega. Sega left the blood in and the fatalities in. I was but, gonna say
0: I think the way the good Lord intended that game to be played was either on the arcade or the Sega Genesis.
1: It was good on Sega, not, no, you can't play it if you got the regular Sega controller, man. I'm telling you, you can't do it. That's yeah. a game that requires six buttons. So you got to get the turbo um, Sega controller that has the six buttons. Once you get that, Mortal Kombat on Sega is freaking awesome. Really? Okay. That's information I didn't have. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can't hardly play it with uh, the three-button controllers because uh, Mortal Kombat requires at least four. I think it's six or four. And the turbo controller um, has six buttons on it.
0: Right. Do you hear it clicking?
1: A little bit. I don't hear it anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know what the fuck that sound is. I don't know if it's my mic, your mic, somewhere in the house. I don't know what it is. But anyways... Um, But yeah, we got into that whole Mortal Kombat conversation and now he's talking about buying the cabinet and I was, I don't know if the cabinet is, um, the same emulation as the original game or what, because I know like in the Ninja Turtle one, they changed the intro music completely different. It's the same song, but it's different intro music. Um, so I was curious if Mortal Kombat
1: does it feel the same?
0: Feels the same, yeah. I don't, How
1: hard last can time... beat on them things? You know what I mean? Because I've seen a lot of complaints with the, the Pac-Man machines and like the first generation Galaga machines where they were wearing down the controllers, you know, after a few weeks. Well, see, I don't play mine
0: enough to really know. But I do know that we have, we have our Halloween party every single year. And I've had that. This will be the third year in a row that I've had that. And every single year, all the kids want to gather around and, and play on that machine. And it's never given me any trouble. Like, we got, I got them out in the garage now in my uh, office out there. Um, I insulated it and shit a few weeks ago. So I was like, I'll go
1: ahead and bring these out here. Um, I want one. I definitely want to get one maybe next year. I can't wait. They should come out with new ones. They keep coming out with new ones. They got, like, the Golden Axe ones. Um, the Street Fighter fucking nba jam is out deer yeah. hunter yeah the deer hunter one it's got the shotgun
0: oh, it's Got two shotguns with it i found that at rural king for 500 bucks a couple days ago i was like mm, if i didn't have to put a 3500 hundred dollar transmission and you'd be coming home with
1: daddy oh <laughs> uh, yeah speaking of hunting man hunting seasons here i'll be getting my gun out and going after some pheasants might shoot some deer <laughs> yeah i know uh Guy, I work well. I don't work with him, but he
0: he's uh, he's a highway patrol guy, and he he just got him one the other day. I asked, man, it's a little bit early, isn't it? But he lives out on a farm, so he was he snagged well, that guy pretty easy.
1: there's bow hunters hunting right now. Yeah, I usually I usually go gun season. They got one week in Ohio where you got shotgun season, and that's where I usually get mine. We usually shoot my deer. Right, you got that one week where the whole all the hills of Ohio are like sound like a war zone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Like you got to watch your ass out there in the woods. Speaking of watch your ass, man, I know this is a geek podcast, and we're talking about some redneck stuff, but man, <laughs> going to a pheasant really. hunt and like a pheasant where they release a fe- release the pheasants like a pheasant release, so the state of Ohio released pheasants for people to shoot. And, man, going out there the night after a pheasant release. So we do this every year. Every Thanksgiving morning we go out, and they release a whole bunch of them the night before Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving morning before dinner, everybody goes out and goes hunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is shoulder to shoulder, and people are shooting everywhere. And, uh, you know, you're supposed to wait till that bird gets high up into the sky before you start shooting at him. You're not supposed to shoot at people's head levels. But man, there is like buckshot coming down everywhere. People are shooting every which way. People get shot, man. People get hurt. It gets, it's Here's dangerous. Here. It is very dangerous. But it's fun, man, because there's they'll be like pheasants running everywhere, flying everywhere. It's funny. Um, so Halloween is next week. Yes, sir. Halloween, man. We're excited. What are you doing? Well, my daughter, she wants. She can't decide between a zombie or a unicorn <laughs> See, yeah. man i went through and i made that whole damn mandalorian costume
0: for my kid went to the nines on it i was like you can wear this for halloween too she's like yeah we go she's like can i get a halloween costume at walmart i'm like don't you have a halloween costume she's like i don't really want to wear that i said oh fantastic so we go down there and she picks a cute fucking deer I was <laughs> like, are you even my kid? <laughs> and I was like, why don't we get some fake blood and make it a dead deer? She's like, no, I want to be a pretty deer. I was like, oh, man. So <laughs> I lost
1: Look, mine. I lost mine, man. Hold on to it while you got it. Yeah, she saw pictures of, uh, we were showing her pictures of me and my wife when we did a zombie walk a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, we used to dress up as a zombie. We used to do the zombie walks in downtown Cincinnati. And uh, she saw that, and she now she wants to be a zombie. But she, oh, saw, the unicorn, cool. she saw the unicorn outfit, and uh, that's what she's going with. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know the feeling. I know uh, whenever we did
0: a thriller video a long time ago, I used a lot of uh, glue and tissue paper to do where it looked like skin was falling off. It's a little
1: that's bit of latex. Too. Uh, when we done our zombie walks, you know, you can yeah. do a lot of cool stuff with tissue paper. Yeah, and the, the shittier it looks, the better it looks. As long as you can get your
0: shading right, and if you're going to take pictures, as long as you, you dry that lighting out a little bit, it looks great. But, eh, you know, just for fun, I I love a good... Uh, I love a good pointless shenanigans for Halloween. That's always the freaking best part of it. Oh, yeah, man. Do you guys see any good Halloween <laughs> movies? Uh, man, usually we watch everything we possibly can and i from the conversation we had about remakes a few, uh about a month ago i re-watched it this halloween season and i get what you're talking about with that clown is not friendly enough to attract children i totally get that now um
1: yeah no, saw...
0: approach that
1: clown man he's so creepy yeah, i got you that makes sense but uh, we saw Halloween Kills last week. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, we watched it. We have it on uh, HBO. No, it's on Peacock. Yeah, we Peacock, watched it. On- yeah, we, we went to the um,
0: we I watched. I let my kids see it last night. We actually went to the theater and saw it, and then we we have Peacock too, so we watched it on Peacock. Um, and man, it was uh, man, I, I love. I love all Michael Myers movie because it's Michael Myers movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I just, it's, Oh yeah. I like anything. Michael Myers. Uh, I, I, I understand people's problems with it without giving away, any, without giving away any spoilers or anything like that. I understand where people
1: would have issues. I'll just leave it at that. Just, why are we just, why do they just keep making, Freaking Michael Myers movies. Uh, take a hint from from uh, Friday the Thirteenth. You know they they quit making the Jason movies because Jason's played the hell out. You know Freddy. As much as I love Robert England, you know he's getting old. He can't really do Freddy anymore. But Freddy's played the hell out. I think Michael Myers and the whole Halloween franchise has just played the hell out. I would actually like to see see them go back to what they were doing with Halloween three when they were kind of trying to make it sort of like a halloween horror anthology where what see, that would be cool horror. that would look cool nowadays that would work that would work in today's world that didn't work but in it's early it's 80s done so many times there's so many timelines now and it's like the new movies they don't even go off of halloween 2 like halloween 2 takes place like right after halloween the first movie, right? So they had Halloween, the first movie, then Halloween 2 came comes out. It literally takes place, like, right after one another. How can they not include the second frickin' movie? And they, they created, like, this whole new franchise off the first movie. I mean, they're just looking back at the old movies, and they're going, eh, you know, this stuff with the with, uh, Halloween 2 doesn't really play out with what we got planned. Let's just scrap that and just go with the first movie and pretend this didn't happen. It's just freaking it's fucking stupid. You shouldn't be allowed to erase 40 years
0: worth of movies just because you want to do something different
1: i know there's different timelines but it's just it's just stupid oh no, I, totally, I totally agree i totally agree there's too many halloween movies let's just enjoy the old ones and let's come up with something freaking new i'll tell you what, you what know, i like we industry's dying be honest with you man it is slowly dying it's taking an awful lot to scare people. Nothing scares people anymore because we're demoralized, man. I mean, hell, this generation growing up now has grown to see nothing but war growing up, you know? Yeah. A horror movie's not going to fucking like scare Some them. of us have been there. Yeah, like, no kidding, right? We watched 1,500
0: people fucking die, uh, you know, on, on live TV and, you know... I looked around that room when we watched that World Trade Center collapse and some of these some of these fuckers didn't even flinch. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? And nowadays you watch shit like that as just a Tuesday. You know what I mean? You put a you put a couple colors behind your picture on your
1: Facebook and you move on. Columbine happened and it was a horrible tragedy. You know, it, it struck the whole country. Now school shootings happen shit what every other every a couple of year, every other year we have a few. Yep. Well, we won't get into politics. <laughs> no, it's not politics. I think that's just real world shit. You know what I mean? World, man. That's the real world. But back to gaming, man. It's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun on Roll Twenty. We've been playing uh, Pathfinder. And I've been running this game for two months now. Uh, the first act was kind of interesting. I had my party run through an adventure, a wilderness adventure type campaign. So basically they traveled um, two months through the to, through the wilderness, which equaled out to about six campaign sessions. The party had to use uh, what they found and also had to be resourceful with what they had on solving situations. And then here recently, well just last Saturday, our most recent session, uh, the party just recently made it to town. The the town of Clearwater, it's perched on a lake uh, right there in the middle of the Iron Mountains here in my home world. And they're setting up a caravan. So they've been running around town buying and selling the loot that they've obtained, you know, going through the wilderness. And uh, they're setting up a wagon train. So they got two armored wagons right now. They got a medium light wagon and uh, another medium light wagon. And they're there we're in the process of stocking up and getting ready for the second part of my adventure which would we, be based around a wagon party traveling through the mountains pretty been pretty been pretty fun so, man if somebody
0: joined in now where would they end up at would it be like one of those things where you go up and like oh uh they walk up and see John sitting in the forest and they take him in, and you know, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, just that guy's playing, or how does that work exactly?
1: Uh, usually you just make a character and then, uh, we just do, do a quick introduction. The characters we have now have all been adventuring with each other for a long time and they all kind of met each other beforehand. Uh, some of them met on the trail, so we had a couple players that actually joined after the the original game had started and so they were just traveling on this trail uh, kind of hiking through the mountains and they were just kind of meeting up with new companions along the way and you know it's more dangerous you know the travel alone it's safer to travel in numbers so it's easier to come together and travel together as a company instead of trying to take on the wilderness by yourself right so yeah. you know you're traveling together for a long period of time you become adventuring pals and friends that's true so okay how long how do you
0: how do you verse time how do you judge time in a game like that you just
1: uh, well I just based off what the DM says right you know you you just base time around what happens now there's rules and rounds and how long spells are you know how long spells last and you know how how fast action uh, combat takes place and how long combat takes place the, you know they've been playing for um, six sessions, and I would say we've been—it's been about two months in game. Okay, cool. So they've been kind of traveling along. Uh, they had a run-in with a dryad that was kind of angry over some farmers that were destroying, uh, taking out a field of oak trees to plant a new field of corn, and so she went to war with uh with the the farmers by. Convincing all the animals of the forest to attack them and to give them hell. So all the crows, you know, were attacking the fields and eating all his crops and, you know, animals were attacking his farm. His, the the farmer's wife was killed, was mauled to death by a bear. And uh, so the party's coming along on the path and, you know, they come into come, you know, they meet this farmer and they end up discovering the problems that's going on with the farm and they decide to help, you know, being the nice guys that they are. So they go to, you know, into battle with this dryad. Well, she dryads have a thing where they seduce men. And they make love with them, and that's how they make new dryads. So Gosh. when a dryad, so yeah, well, so when a dryad is, dryad's like a, a um a tree fairy. So she's a like a um a fae spirit that's attached to a tree. So she actually can't go past 300 yards past her tree. Uh, she can, but she doesn't normally. And when she's gone for a long period of time from her tree, she'll have panic attacks until she goes back to her tree. But she kind of melds into the tree and she lives her whole life in an oak tree. And um, what they do is one of the travelers going through the forest and they, they find him attractive. They'll cast a charm spell on them and lure them to their tree where they'll make love to them and then they'll give birth to more dryads and then they'll have dryad daughters. Only dryads uh, dryads can only give birth to daughters unless they make love with satyrs. Then they can give either give birth to a satyr or a dryad. But it's kinda of weird. I'll get real nerdy. anything, won't they? Real nerdy here. So uh, she ended up seducing, casting charm on one of the players. And uh, so to, she tried to turn one of the players against the party. So she had him, she uh, ended up seducing him and then convinced him to convince the party to turn away. And it ended up failing and they ended up fighting her. Later on, they, you know, went in and to a mine. They took out some orcs, they saved some slaves, and now they're in town restocking. It's been a fun adventure, man. I got a lot. Sounds like it, man. I've, I've heard about it for
0: years and years. And I always say the same thing. Oh, I'd love to try that. I'd love to try that. It just doesn't fit into my schedule ever. Like okay. you're doing the next one on the sixth. Then I got to meet my buddy, Dave. And he's, uh, we're doing some trading with some stuff. I got to drive two hours up and two hours back. And he's driving two hours up and two hours
1: back to meet. Gotcha. Um, I'm getting a, uh, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, get a whole large group as it is right now man but if you ever get the time to join us we can we can make room for you i'd love to man it'd be fucking a blast um it's fun pathfinder is kind of hard they call it rules finder there's a lot of rules to pathfinder uh getting into role playing for the first time i say nowadays try dungeons and dragons fifth edition even though i have a lot of pre- prejudices against fifth edition it is a great game it's super simple and it's the most popular version of Dungeons and Dragons there's ever been. And there's no debate on that. I mean, there's celebrities on YouTube and television that play fifth edition D&D. I mean, it is the biggest edition of Dungeons and Dragons ever. And it's definitely something I suggest to anybody that's getting into role playing because it is an easy system. It's easy to pick up. You know, buy the core rule books, read them over. It's not a hard system to learn. Pathfinder is a little different. (laughs) I've heard Pathfinder's rule crunching people and it's based off of dungeons and dragons 3.5 so when uh, D D third edition came out i was in high school right and i was already playing first edition i was already playing second edition so we saved our money right me and all my friends we saved our money and when third edition hit the shelves we had all the books and we were into that game the second it came out like the actual week it came out i had that game so we were playing third edition, you know, for years and years and years and it came. Uh, they came out with 3.5, which is an updated version of third edition, which they fixed a lot of things that they, they messed up. So, you know, they've had a fourth edition, which they changed and a fifth edition now. Uh, I kind of went to Pathfinder because Pathfinder um, adapted the rules from third edition Dungeons and Dragons. And it's sort of like D&D (laughs) 3.75. Right. So it's like an updated version of Dungeons & Dragons 3.5. It's 3.75, but it's called Pathfinder. But it's that rule set. So if you're like my, like a guy in my generation, you know, you're around the same age too. If you guys, if we, if you bleh, grew up playing role-playing games and grew up on 3.5 and playing Third Edition Pathfinder, is freaking you'll love it. Because if you know 3.5, then it's not hard to learn Pathfinder. But if you're completely new to role-playing games, I kind of don't suggest Pathfinder because it could be a little complicated to learn.
0: I am like, uh, I, I can't play Monopoly because it pisses me off.
1: <laughs> this is too hard for you. Well, you probably wouldn't like uh, role playing games. You know, there's there's no boards. I mean, there is boards that you create, but basically the role playing game is just these big tomb tomes they give you. You know these giant books—they're almost like textbooks, man. Like I'm sitting here looking at my Pathfinder book; and it's 400 and what, 460 some pages. I mean, this thing is huge. It's a huge freaking um, hardbound book. I mean, a stack of these are like 50 pounds. I mean, I'm not even kidding. How
0: many books is there? Is there like infinite books? Is there like a book to everything, or is it just like
1: Pathfinder's cool because you only need one book? It's a core rule book. And Pathfinder is great because there's so many resources available for online. If you go to uh, the, FS, the PSFRD.net or .com, uh, if you Google PSFRD, everything, every bit of information that Pathfinder has ever released for first edition Pathfinder, it is free online. You don't even need to buy any of these books, you know, buy really? books to support Pazio, the, the company that made this. Uh, The the books are beautiful. They have illustrations. You know, the illustrations are gorgeous. They're colorful. They're awesome. And I like the books to have them here in my lap for easy reference. But all this information is free online. And that's what's so cool about Pathfinder. It's so available to everybody. But it's kind of challenging at first.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it.
1: It's not going to lie. But there's a lot of books. If you're going to buy these books, I mean, there is... There's probably over 100 Pathfinder books that you can buy for this system. 100? I'd say there's close to 100. If you're counting all the like the game materials, like the campaigns and like the pre-mades, probably, yeah, more than 50 maybe. Good lord. I can't give you a 100% number. You know what I mean? I know there's just a lot. I know for 3.5, there's easily 100 books. And what's great about Pathfinder, it's backwards compatible with my 3.5 books. So I've had 3.5 uh, Dungeons & Dragons book that's been sitting on my shelf for 15, 20 years. And now I pick up Pathfinder, which is a fairly new game. And hey, it's backwards compatible with all those books sitting on my shelf. So I want to pull something out like a monster or a class or a race or anything from my old 3.5 books. It's easily convertible to Pathfinder.
0: Well, that's good. That's better than buying all that stuff and not having uh, not having any. That's
1: why I bought it. It's an expansion yeah. of 3.5. I already have the 3.5 books. This is just an expansion of that. So that's the way I look at it. When I buy Pathfinder books, I'm just expanding my Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 collection. Because it's just yeah. an expansion of that. You know, I also play... Uh, we also have GURPS. We play GURPS a lot. Uh, we haven't played GURPS for a while. We used to play GURPS a lot. That's a universal, uh, generic universal role-playing game. And you can, dude, you can play anything from medieval times to space to Star Wars. You can do um, like um, modern day combat scenarios, you know, uh, military games, anything under the world, anything, anything under the umbrella, man. Uh, we play Alien, the alien role-playing game. That's a really fun one because it's super easy to die. All the humans are real squishy and all the aliens are super fucking strong i mean they got acid <laughs> blood. I mean, you shoot one or you stab one with a knife it's squirting the face of acid and uh, that game is it's really it puts you keeps you on the edge of your seat because it puts you in some scary situations when you're out in space and you're dealing with freaking aliens and uh, you know shit popping out of people's chests and people dying and going nuts it's a lot of fun uh, I play so many role playing games, you know, I fish, I do <laughs> I get so many goddamn hobbies, man. <laughs> and mine I like to like I said,
0: I mean I'm that's what that's why this works is that we're in the different kind of uh we're on the different edge of the spectrum.
1: Oh but
0: I think the cool thing would be to to jump over
1: and Yeah, uh, man, you should try the role playing game stuff. I tell you what, man, um yeah, we ought to do this a one-day session. We ought to get together, and I'll run just like a one-day session where you don't have to show up every freaking week for it. And we'll just do one little adventure. I'll have you a pre-made character, and you could just roll the dice, and uh, you can uh, you know, see what it's like for yourself. Man, it's a lot of fun.
0: That would be fun, and I'll like I'll videotape it for like YouTube or something so that if I fucking freak out, it's at least funny, you know?
1: <laughs> well, <there's nothing> <laughs> what do you
0: mean i can't fucking do that <laughs>
1: it's a lot of fun and the great thing about a role-playing game uh and the the difference is between it and a video game is you could do anything in a role-playing game you know there are rules there's limits but you know like a video game you only have so many options you know there's some characters you just want to walk up and just bitch slap right and yeah. in a role-playing game, you can do that, but don't forget that there's repercussions for everything you do. Right. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, I think that. Yeah, tonight's been a good episode, man. So we got your first impressions on the on the on the Switch. So now, after you've been playing it for a little while, the new Switch expansion. What are your final thoughts on it?
0: I'm glad I have it. I'm glad I got it. But I, I, if it, if it's not. If this is all there's going to be, it's not enough for it. It's not enough to uh, spend the money on, to be honest with you. If this is all it's going to be, now the fact that I know that there's going to be more makes me less, you know, because I'm not like, oh man, I wasted my money on this. But I'm very much like, man, there's, you know, they're gonna have to, you know, there's their game. There's not. Not everybody's as big of a sucker as uh, I was with this.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I'll tell you now, like, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, I'm not really concerned with what it costs. I'm going to buy that. Now that I know it's like $50 a year, I'm like, mm, I may not keep that. But, you know, I know I've got it for a year. I know it's there. And, you know, I'm going to make the best of it. But whether or not I... uh whether or not I continue to to keep it I don't know about all that yet just because of how
1: I don't well, know. I'm not I'm, here man give it a little bit of time and uh, maybe later on we'll keep uh, we'll keep mentioning it you know uh, there might be some cool games come out for you, you know you might uh, you might end up enjoying it right now personally I don't see the value in it. I'm not going to get it uh, <laughs> there's other things that I'd rather spend my money on right now than that uh, <laughs> but it looks cool. You know, if you want to play the old 64 games with your friends and you guys live far away and you want to play your, your Mario Kart with your buddy in Europe, dude, hell yeah. This is the way to do it, man. This is the way to do it. Yeah. But, I would yeah, definitely it's, tell it's, anybody who's do what. I mean, if it's not your thing, you're not really playing with your friends and you just want it because you want to play the games, just get, to, get you an old 64. The, you could still find that shit in the pawn shops. Right. Yeah. See, it's
0: not. They're they're by no means. Those games are by no means impossible to find, um, and especially with the lineup that they have on here. You're not really looking to because, like, um, Nintendo completely stopped after they started making this stuff available on the Switch. You notice that, like, the uh, the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, those all disappeared, like, you don't find those anymore.
1: No, I'm glad I got buying
0: entirely discontinued because they released this expansion pack, and they know that if you buy a Nintendo, if, if you buy a Nintendo system and you look at it and all you have to do is say, oh, well my credit card info is already in there. All I gotta do is click purchase and I can have this game right now. I don't have to go to the store and wait for it. Whatever. Like with the Nintendo, with with video games right now being as online as they are and you can just drop drop in and get anything right now. Um, Because like the days of the (laughs) pre-order even... Are, are almost dead because like I remember I think it was Star Wars uh, God damn I think it was Battlefront 1 I. I think it was the first Star Wars Battlefront uh, whenever EA first took it over Um I think I pre-ordered that game because I was like man I really want this and I think that was the last game I ever pre-ordered because everything else has just been oh you mean I can just download it yeah I'll just download it That's, like, I'll just do that, and I'll I'll have it right there. And uh, there's no switching discs. There's no waiting on it to boot up. It's just, I download it. It's there. It's already on the system. I can click on it and play it, and it's over. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's that's the world to some people. But to me, I'm just, like, uh, I don't play... uh, If I play something, I'm on it for hours. I don't switch back and forth that often, yeah. But if you've got a low attention span and you're just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, play this for 20 minutes, play this for 20 minutes, play this for 20 minutes, I guess downloading all your games is fine, but like, I don't care to flitch a flip a cartridge,
1: no, it ain't a big deal,
0: yeah, it ain't to
1: me, other games, too.
0: Um. yeah, I don't know if I'd uh I don't know if I'd i I'm glad I have it because I love sixty four and I love Sega. Yeah. Uh, I'm
1: yeah, that Sega list of games just does not impress me at all, man. I'm very disappointed that they don't at least have um
0: Mario One or not Mario, Sonic One.
1: <laughs> Sonic we got Sonic Two. No Sonic yeah. 1. I kinda didn't think they were gonna have Sonic three, but I kinda hoping they'd do Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Or at least Sonic 1, jeez. Nothing to me is ever going to beat just ordering, or like, just getting a
0: Raspberry Pi and then just loading all the games onto it, and then you've got it forever.
1: Ryestar Star is a pretty good game uh, for the Genesis. I played the hell out of that. Yeah, but I played a lot of Ryestar. Star. Fantasy Star games are pretty good if you're not
0: <clears throat> I'll always be a fan of Mario Kart 64. But like I have a sixty-four, so
1: that's your favorite game of all time. Do what? What's your favorite game of all time? Mario Kart sixty-four?
0: No, I wouldn't say it's Mario Kart sixty-four. Um, oh man, I'm quite. Uh, I was always a big fan of. I always liked Borderlands. Oh,
1: the Borderlands! I never played those.
0: Those are they're that's fun. That's a fun game. Nice. If we're talking old school childhood, probably Super Mario sixty four. Oh yeah, that's a fun. That's game. Probably my favorite game of all
1: time, like ever. Oh freaking yeah, man! I know we had a lot of fun memories from our childhood playing the sixty four, playing the PlayStation. You know, all of us did. Most people listening to this podcast, you know, you guys in the same age group, probably. And we all had great memories, man. Oh, for sure. You know, the new stuff that come out with it just doesn't quite bring back those feelings that we got when we were a kid. But there's still a lot uh, of good games, man. Other than well, some of the new
0: games pretty good. One of the things about nostalgia is that it, you got to not have access to it for a while yep. in order for it to feel good. Like, say you lock something up. Let's say you leave, you move out, and you lock up all your old toys in your parents' attic. You come back a decade later. You know, mom and dad are retired. They're moving somewhere, or you know something like that you go upstairs you're like oh, I got to get my toys out and I'm going to take them throw them in my garage you go up there you sit down for a minute and you open up your your box and you see all your stuff and you're like man like I remember this and next thing you know you, that's what I did with my turtle toys man cuz I had all that stuff put up whenever I I moved out and, and then I came back and I sat there and I looked at it and you're like man this is uh this is cool and next thing you know you're sitting in your you know your parents' attic or your storage building or out in your shed, you know, whatever you got your stuff in and all of a sudden you're surrounded by these things and you've got your technodrome put together and you're rolling it across the floor and your turtle lair is all set up and you're, you, you, you know, you, you, you're trying to find, you know, Raphael's sigh that you lost 25 years ago, but you know, you, you, you know, it's gone cause it's never been there. <laughs> you remember looking for it more times than you ever had it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what nostalgia is, you know, like uh I've got we have access now to all this stuff and it's cool, but like you're going to like I would hand this to my kid and be like, "These are the games I used to play whenever I was a kid." And if I'm going to show my kid Mario Kart, which I have, I'm going to I'm going to pull out the 64 oh yeah I'm not going to hand them the Switch and say check
1: this out no you want to, you want her to have the same experience you did holding that awkward ass 64 controller in her hand yep. playing Mario 64 the way yep. it was intended to be played
0: yep and then I'm going to dust her ass in about 7 maps <laughs> and send her back to her mom crying that's what I'm going to do awesome
1: man awesome well that sounds good man i think that's it for this episode it was a pretty good one uh talked about the the new switch expansion you know talked about our halloween ideas be a lot more to come guys thank you for listening yeah uh, have a good one
0: thanks a lot guys we'll see you